Okay, let's do the theme song. Okay, okay, okay. Bum 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 We promise not to eat you. We only want to meet you. We promise not to kill you. We only want to thrill you. This is Zach. This is Paul. This podcast has it all. We are the Fifo Chums. Welcome everyone back to another episode of Fifi Fo Chums. I'm Zach. I'm Paul. And we're awake and ready Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, God. oh man. How you doing, Paul? What's going on? Uh not too much. What is going on? I I have uh, this thing. It's an audition for uh, a video game, but it's mocap, so I have to Ooh, actually yeah. I hate doing on camera auditions because mm-hmm. when it's VO I put my mouth in front of the thing and I move it and the sound comes out. When you throw in the video component, it just it's obnoxious. I don't have any doubt of my abilities cuz this is my training, you know, I trained yeah. with 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 theater, but like there's just an there's an added one of the reasons that I I stopped pressing for on-camera auditions is I had an audition for some shitty... It was a shitty commercial where it was like, what if there was a tax collector, but he was medieval? Blah, 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 blah. Oh and they needed um, a tall, like a, uh, a henchman. And so the audition was go in there and stand there. And at the end, the tax collector is like, what do you have for me? And the little kid says, I have my bike. And then I kind of look at the guy and just go like, sh- I-, I shrug. The entire direction was stand there completely still, being tall, and then be like... So I did that when it came time. And uh, my note I, was like, Paul, can you do less? And it was like, oh, I could uh, try. And then the I third take, hold on, it. no, it gets even worse. This is why I was like, I'm done with this for a bit. They were like, can we put like a mask on Paul? And it was an audition. So there was no mask. So they're like, we have a bag. And the person running the session like knew me. It was Mark. It was Mark Koenig from okay. uh, This Is at Endeavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And like he's looking at me and like he he hands it to me and he he knows that like this is dehumanizing and shitty. And he's like, I'm actually really sorry about this. And I'm like, I know you are. I have no ill will against you. And so after that audition, I was like, you know what? If you just need meat, like scene meat, yeah. please don't call me. But like you if and you're I, actually like an actor. I don't remember yeah. if we talked about this on on camera last time yeah. or off camera, but you and I, um, it's funny for as big as we both are and yeah. working in the same industry for so long, we didn't run into each other too much at auditions. And the one time yeah. we did was a, <laughs> was just a man meet thing. It was just it was literally yeah. But at, least, a, but at least it was it was the the only thing on the screen. Yeah, it you know? was about it wasn't like background meets. Yeah, it was it was a paper it was towel a paper commercial. towel commercial featuring yeah. a lumberjack. I'll let yeah. you guys guess which brand. Um, but it was from the <laughs> it was a from the neck down audition. Neck down, and yeah. we weren't really supposed to move. At one point, they had me kneel on like one knee and put rest my arms on my knee, like I was talking yeah. to like my son or something. Sure. And <laughs> other than that, that was the only time. Like I hate. I hate those auditions. I hate on camera auditions. I yeah. booked way more pre-COVID when I had to show up, be in front of you know, or sorry, not on camera. I hate taped auditions. I, yeah. I did when I had when I was in front of a director. I could do way more. I'm really yeah. good at taking notes. I'm really doing yeah. stuff. Did what you? I would do is like I you know ever since COVID, most of the auditions, 
like for film and TV especially, have become tape it at home yeah. and send it in. So I tape it at home and I send it in. And each time it's like, it's just like throwing your work into the ether. You're like, I'm never going to hear anything about this again. I don't know if they like it or hate it. I don't know if I was almost there. I don't know. Or most of the time I'm like, I'm doing something completely different than what they envisioned. And in the room. And you can't get that note because they they can can say, oh, no, 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 you misunderstood. Do this. I know. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. So here's, I found this to be kind of a, it's a, it's a, catch 22 thing for me because when you're in a session when you're auditioning live both Mm -hmm. vo and on camera um there's a line of people in front of you there's a line of people behind you it's like you can do something the director can give you a little adjustment you can go again you can't do five takes ten takes when you're recording at home you can do 150 takes and be like you know what (sighs) take 78 that's the one that's what i don't like but you get no notes exactly you get in your head i get so in my head and i'll record it i'll spend like five hours doing one audition and i'm like if this was in person this would be 90 seconds long of me just walking and going thanks so much have a good day Uh, one time in recent history this has kind of gone differently for me um so i have a a really fantastic uh, vo agent she just does vo Mm-hmm. Years ago, she sent me an email. She's like, "I have uh, I have an on camera audition for you," and I'm like, "You don't, you don't do that." And she says, "She says, Paul, you're going to book this." And I'm like, "Thank you for your confidence in me." So I show up to Beth Melsky. They needed a uh, a troll with improv skills. I remember so, exactly which commercial this is. This exactly, password troll? Yeah, yeah, last pass. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. So at the I end of it. the audition. Uh, Beth Melsky, who was running the session, I was like, this is crazy. I don't usually, like, Susie doesn't send people out, on, doesn't ever send me out on, on camera. And then the casting director goes, Paul, you're going to book this. And that was like <laughs> noon. At 3 p.m., Susie's like, you booked it. So oh, jump yeah. forward years later, it's pandemic. It's last August, about a year ago. I get an email from Susie, and she says, hey, I have it on camera for you. And I'm like, that's so funny. The last thing you sent me on was this last pass thing. She says, Paul, you're going to book this. And I'm like, okay. And then I do the audition in the booth, on camera in the booth, which is tough. And then there's a callback for a chemistry test. So the sense I was getting was like, oh, yeah, Paul's getting it. We're just seeing how he works with this, with this lady. Yeah. And the casting director's like, you're going to get it. And I got it. And it was the thing where I was a walrus. Oh, um, yeah. Was that yeah. One, new, one of the insurance companies, I'm sure? That was... N- MJN, MJ, MJN. Their like whole that. thing is they don't have mascots. They don't have I mascots. That. So that was the thing. I was a mascot getting broken up with because she was switching to another bank that didn't have mascots. But yeah, huh. like that was fun now to talk about it. But that was shot in August in the Rockaways on the beach um, in like 90 degree weather. And I was wearing four hours worth of prosthetics and a fat suit and a sweater vest. Beautiful. Um, I was warm. I I was I was dissociating (laughs) by the end of this. Like they had the set frigid. Everyone was freezing, and they're like, "Paul, how are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna die on every single every single fashion set." I I always have to do that. Can we get these bright lights trained on Zach? And it's like, I always have to do that awkward thing where I ask, and I'm just like, "Hey, is anyone else hot? (laughs) Is anyone else warm?" Oh no, we're fine. Oh, no, well, you you want a fan, and it's like that's not gonna do. 
I've been doing snowboarding <laughs> suits for two hours. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you and shoot my underwear. those in like August. You shoot Christmas oh, stuff yeah. in August. Oh, yeah. In fashion, it's all reverse. <laughs> if you see me yeah. outside in a parka, know yeah. that it is between 85 and 105 <laughs> degrees. And I yeah. am Before in... they put the, 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 the snowsuit on. And it's not the one parka because they're really big on getting yeah. all of the layers. So I'm wearing long underwear. Uh, you know, a base layer, oh, some sort of a fleece sweater, uh, yeah. followed by a nice little quilted wrap, and then the parka with gloves and a hat. And of course, the like, hat. Oh, yeah, because if they see that in Christmas, they'll be like, "Why isn't he wearing a hat?" I, I, people real. don't realize it's also really different for big guys. Like mm. I, you know, I'll work. We're with sweating constantly. Much thinner models. I'll work with um, a lot of like, especially like thin female models, and they're mm. like, "I'm very comfortable," and I'm. I'm I've one time I almost had heat stroke. I could fit three of you inside me. Uh, yeah. Oh, one time I did get heat stroke, not on a modeling job. I thought you were about to say job. one time I did put three models inside me. I know. Oh. Oh no! In a um, in a acting uh, gig, a children's theater thing, I did get heat stroke and pass out while I was working. Um, nice. With a dinosaur puppet, and I fell. It's what it was a full body dinosaur puppet where you oh, go God. up inside it, and it kind of has controls like an X wing, and that's how you like move the head and do all that. And luckily, yeah. I was not on stage, but something that's needed good. to be repaired, so we mm -hmm. took her back took the dinosaur which was 15 feet long and i walked it back and we hung it up on the rack and i had something to fix inside of it our backstage for this was a um a metal uh sea shipping container that was it was like in the middle of new jersey in the sun of course. and of course. so it was just a little toaster oven and yeah. i was working on it that's a and, microwave that's not even a toaster and the next thing i remember is hearing my name over the radio uh -huh. and i heard like you know someone zach where's zach no one can find zach zach missed his cue where's zach where's zach and then i like reached over in slow motion yeah and I, like clicked the radio button i was like i'm on the ground i don't know how i got here <laughs> and then like i i yeah. like i started crying i didn't know what was happening i was shaking and then i, sure. I had to go to the hospital i had pretty severe yeah. heat stroke apparently have you oh, ever passed out before that? I've I've passed out once in my life. The closest I was, ever came yeah. to passing out, um, besides heat stroke, because I did pass out for heat stroke, was believe yeah. it or not from a fucking movie. I almost lost my con twice, two different movies when I was like, fourteen years old, and I okay. saw. Uh, the Exorcist for the first time, and <laughs> yeah. I felt so ill. I had to like, I started like my head was swimming, and I had to like go outside. We were at a friend's sleepover, That's and I had to insane. go outside and like lay in the grass at five a.m., yeah. which was cold and dewy. And then the second time was also in a movie. I think the movie is called the ruins or the ritual or something like that where the was, where the teens get stuck on a they thing get stuck the on the, the pyramid and the yeah, yeah and the, the the plants slowly eat them slowly there was not them, yeah. it was not an exciting movie but it was no. so grotesque like yeah. and i'm that, gore that doesn't body usually get, stuff gore doesn't get to me that bad but that was it was same with like the movie hostel and whatnot ones where i'm like yeah. this isn't it, this is porn, yeah. yeah it's this is just torture porn and i can't do it and yeah. those were the two times i almost passed out I stood up too fast 
And then uh, <laughs> I, I, well, no, no, not just that, because that's always. I take that. I've also up. stood up too fast and almost passed out. That's different. Though. So, oh no, this is the one time I actually did pass out. So I stood oh, up too fast and then put my arms over my head to stretch, Ooh. and it was actually a little magical. So Big like mistake. I was feeling a little swimmy, and all of a sudden, like I was very. My face felt, one, left side of my face felt very cold and my knee hurt. Oh, and I was no. like, and I opened my eyes and I was like, where am I? <laughs> and I was on the floor of my bathroom. That's the what left side of my like. face was very cold because wow. it was on the cold tile and my knee hurt because like luckily we used to have a very narrow bathroom and I just bumped my knee on something on the way down. Oh. I could have died. The best part, yeah, if I'd hit my head or any other part of me. Was yeah. your head swimming? You raising your, you're like, oh, there's not enough blood and oxygen going to my brain, so my head yeah. feels swimmy. Let me put my arms above my head to take any other blood in the top half of my body and make sure that goes down. <laughs> and then, yeah, I didn't um, put two and two together. Now I know. You raising if I your get arms up and get swimmy. Yeah, you raising yeah. your arms is like that trick with like uh, with like siphoning gas from cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just capillary action or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so don't <sighs> do that. If you ever stand yeah. up and your head feels swimmy, sit back down, please. Sit back do. down, like yeah, yeah. Um, hey, let's talk about the news. Let's talk about the news. It's time for nudes. Psst. What? It's news. Oh, someday oh, there's gonna poor. be news about nudes. And we're just I wish get there was it. today. I mean, technically, yeah. our first thing is about nudes. Um, okay, if you want to cool. get really technical, because last week we talked technical. about those aliens that were found in Yeah, um, I saw an update about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you sent me an update about that. So just to recap for anyone who didn't listen last week, uh, aliens were uh, put on display in the Mexican Congress. They were found in Peru, supposedly in 2017. Yep. Um, 1,800 and, years old. Supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, and <laughs> they were, and the guy, Jaime Munson, I believe. Musson. Musson, I think it is. Thank Musson, you. something like that. Yeah. Um, Jaime Musson, who's a, a ufologist, which is, yes. he took the word UFO word. and wrote ologist after it. Yeah. And has That's been. like being a pizzaologist. Yeah. Because you take the two. Exactly. Well, I'm going out for pizza tonight. We'll talk about that later. Nice. Uh, but um, the um, so he presented what he claimed were alien remains found in Peru, 1800 years old, to Mexican Congress. A mm. doctor uh, from the uh, Mexican Navy, supposedly, um, sure. did a analyze analyzed it. Said they are one complete skeleton. They haven't been tampered with, and they do mm. not share any DNA with humans. And they did an MRI and a CAT scan and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And basically, the 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 doctor from the Mexican Navy did not say they were aliens, but yeah. he said that they but were he didn't legitimate. Not he didn't say not. that they're not. That aliens. was the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but he said that they were legitimate skeletons and all that fun stuff um and then um what's his name i have it right here uh david spurgle of nasa of america's nasa basically called him out going then let us see your samples like share uh, the data share the data with the scientific communities yeah he's like can we check your work on that and it's just been radio silence (laughs) so i saw i saw a picture of the aliens Mm -hmm. and my first thought was I don't know if this is just me or a tall guy thing or just a, a Paul guy thing. Um, I wanted to just eat one. They're so small. They were like I, I just wanted to take a tall. bite out of one and be like, well, like again, yeah. 
after 1800 years and being mummified they look like a crispy little cracker right they look tasty (laughs) they look tasty and i kind of want to be like if it is an alien i want to be like i ate an alien i'm the first person to eat part of an alien that is a but if it's not an alien i want to be able to be like that's Play-Doh. That's absolutely a giant thing. I think That's there's something. There's some wanting like to eat small creatures. primordial gene back from when we <laughs> fucking lived head. on the top of beanstalks and <laughs> ate Englishmen. Uh, we were we were just like, oh, that looked good. I could eat you. I could. Do you ever have that thought when you're working around like super skinny models, like? I could fold you up and just eat you like a quesadilla. No, no. no. I do think that about... Because that would be... Yeah. I don't eat uh, humans. That's humans. a pretty strong okay. rule I have. Uh, <laughs> what if they were an alien? Here's the thing. I need to know. I have a thing. So <laughs> yeah, so if I was yeah. going to eat an alien, right? Yes. Um, yes. I need to know what kind of alien I'm dealing with. Am I... It, I don't want to eat any... Tentacular... Um, hyper-intelligent... Um, sentient life. I okay. don't. I won't eat whale, for example. Um, that is Probably right on the cusp. Either. That's yeah. right on the cusp. But I would feel weird eating a whale. Yes. Um, I wouldn't feel e- weird eating most animals. Um, sure. But I like certain ones, like dolphins, animals. whales, yeah, chimpanzees, like gorillas. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to eat any of those. Have you ever um, had the chance to eat? No. Monkey meat? Oh, okay. I thought oh, you were like, I was at a restaurant and I passed meat? on it. Monkey meat, ape meat? Th- like, I've I, not I had a chance to eat monkey meat, but I have been in like, I have been in a lot of mysterious meat markets. Uh, so that I don't, sounds horrifying. So it's not that I had the chance to eat monkey. I believe I was un- I probably did have the chance and was unaware because I've eaten gotcha, gotcha, other, gotcha, gotcha. other strange animals. Well, also like you know, we're we're in New York City. I feel like if you know the right person and the right code word, you oh, could yeah. get like a, a, an orangutan steak. Yeah, I don't want orangutan. Yeah, I don't nothing, either. Nothing that smart. But um, no. yeah. But yeah, if it was the alien, if it was like the aliens version of cows, if it was like yeah, they. Okay. Okay. came here aliens if they're traveling intergalactically they have to bring a food supply with them right in order to do so maybe it's like i'd eat an alien chicken or an alien cow real quick but okay. i don't want to eat the ones that made the spaceship sure that sure that's kind of what my... if they made you hyper intelligent like that movie lucy kind of okay where yeah. i'm more intelligent than them like like, like you take that's a the whole of idea of or and suddenly it, you get like quadratic equi- like you, like all of a sudden it opens up a part of your brain and you're like not, oh I'm using ninety percent of my brain now oh okay I gotta be honest most of my life is trying to use as as little of my brain as possible yeah. I have no desire yeah. we have all the tools to learn anything I want I can sure. in my spare time sit down you and work on Russian. quantum physics and Russian and all that and I don't so I don't think I, I apparently don't to. want un- want it enough so that's fair. So yeah, hopefully yeah. NASA gets to look at those pretty soon. Let's do some questions, everybody. Let's do some questions. Ask us questions. We know a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Let's dive into the old question bank. We haven't done a fashion one in a minute, so Let's we got a fashion. good one here. Yeah, I'm wearing because I'm actually shirt. very curious as to what you have to say about this. The mission yeah. guy set that. Sorry, that mission guy seven asks, "What jeans do you think are the best for big guys? Belly, in my case." Now, I have an inside track to this, but I am curious, like, what, what, if you have to, you're not a big jeans fella, but, um, I am, when, it, when it's cold out, I wear jeans. Yeah. So what, what, what are your jeans? What are your big boy jeans? Uh, 
I'm, I may have a couple old pairs of Gap or Old Navy. Honestly, yeah. for me, it's never about style. I'll put it on, and I'll, like, bend over and be like, this isn't pinching my dick or balls. That Let's is get a, a couple pairs. That's the number one thing. I mean, that's why he said it. He goes, what's the I'm most— I'm form over fashion 99% of the time. That mission guy put right in his question. He goes, belly in my—he's like, what—he's asking flat out. He's like, what is—my belly gets in the way. What's the best? And that is the same with all of us. One thing that I've learned— yeah. Are you a um, on the belly pants wear or below the belly pants wear? Below the belly. Because I'm below. And I've noticed here's how it, here's the differential yeah. between where you wear. Because me making, I make uh, swimsuits for big and tall people. Everyone, yeah. you can go to kingsize.com and buy yourself some Mikos. But anyway. Yeah. But um, it's not spelt like his name. It's M-E-E-K-O-S. It's not. It's phonetically. It's phonetically. Yeah. We'll, we'll advertise it later. Uh, <laughs> when it's not the fall. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so while designing my 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 stuff, I had to take we range from a large tall all the way up to a nine XL. So we had to build a sample that that worked for both um, the large end of the spectrum and the smaller end of the spectrum. Okay. And we found out that right around the three late three like the four xl mark really four xl is where it starts switching between guys wearing their pants below their belly and up on their belly and so sorry once it hits four xl people that's what we found below i mean mean, some people don't they're you know people wear it however they but more you're more likely to wear it up on your belly if you're over four xl and more likely to wear it under your belly if you are uh below four xl and it's something where, like, even when we designed the swimsuit, I had to make the drop, which is the length of the crotch, uh, long enough for someone who did want to wear it up on their belly to Absolutely. feel comfortable. Whereas sure. I found out, because I like it below my belly, I like a lower-rise jean. Um, yeah. Because here's the thing. Your natural waist, Paul, yes, is, like, the center of your the bottom belly roll. Button. No, okay. no. Well, I oh. mean, technically, it's your belly button. Yeah, if you want to get technical. Yeah. But where pants are designed to fit is about two inches below your belly button. So for with us boys with a belly, it's like center it's, it of your off. final fat roll. So it's going to slip off. Exactly. It always, yeah, that's why yeah. I have to do it under it. Yeah. It, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. Yeah. So that's why you get what, – what happens is then when you get to a larger size and your, your belly becomes bigger, it kind of holds the pants up. But at a certain oh. point – so that's where the switch is, and that's where it's okay. more comfortable uh, to yeah. wear it in certain places. So that being said, I have always been a Levi's person, but what I've really discovered – um, and that's just because my dad grew up wearing Levi's. And le- when you think of jeans, you think of Levi's. Yeah. When I discovered flex denim, which is spandex sewn into denim, my whole Ooh. fucking life changed. Yeah. You can get them a lot. Uh, LL Bean has great flex denim. Flex denim. It's called Flex Bean. Um, my first pair of flex denim was from Uniglo. Uh, one that I cannot Uniglo. wear. I cannot wear nothing, Uniqlo. Nothing. Their quadruple X oh, is like a glove to me. Jesus. But here's the thing. It's a Japanese company, right? Uh-huh. All these beautiful the, skinny the, people who are like. Very, but. Wow. Yeah. I cannot wear their normal stuff. 
Meaning However, nothing. I've worked yeah. for them. I've worked for them in the past, and I can't wear their normal stuff. However, yeah, their um, their stretch jeans have so much spandex in them, and they are so fucking soft that I they are the only thing I can't wear. Their regular jeans are laughably. I'd have that like six inches minimum between like the button so loops and the button. But so that's stretch, their plus size. Oh. Their stretch thing. No, 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 no. That's a normal thing. So stretch denim is for everybody now, Paul. Stretch denim started when skinny jeans were ultra popular. And Mm. people were like, I can't put these fucking things on. And someone invented stretch denim to be like, well, these are super easy to get on, but they're still going to cling to you. Gotcha. And now I all, every jean I will buy, whether (laughs) I I specifically look for, they'll say flex or stretch or whatever. Yeah. You are good to go. If you find a, nice. a stretch jean, get a stretch jean. Whether you wear it on your belly, whether you wear it below your belly, stretch denim is everything. It's like 4% spandex sewn in. Check that label. Get yourself some stretch denim. It's pretty amazing. The thing that bummed me out most about Uniqlo, like I get that like there's certain brands and certain especially international brands where like a 4XL in European is like a tight XL on me. I can't buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a big Metal Gear Solid fan, and something for like their 25th or 30th or one of their anniversaries, yeah. they teamed up with Uniglo, and they had some awesome shit. Uniglo I would has not really cool collaborations unless really I cut myself in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. This is the, also speaking of like merch and stuff. Again, like I said, most of my T-shirts are merch. They're yeah. band merch or video game merch. Um, I'm a big fan of Gorillaz the, with a Z, the band. I like Gorillaz. And in that animated band, yeah. With, they, they with and great... without a Z, I love Gorillaz. Yeah, both of them. Hey, I'm <laughs> yeah, good yeah. with the apes, and I'm, I'm good with the Damon Albarn project, yeah. Yeah. So one of the four members, the drummer, Russell Hobbs, is a massive black dude from Brooklyn, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this is such a weird thing, but like Gorillaz, uh, they'll have merchandise, and they only go to like 2XL. So mm-hmm. the fact that their merch would not fit one of their band members. Oh, yes. That was a big issue I had with Bothers lots me. of folks. When, when, um, when uh, before he was uh, turned out to be a little bit of a psychopath, when Jonah Hill came out with a line ah. with Adidas, I couldn't wear, and I could wear the shoes. I bought a pair of shoes. I did buy a pair yeah. of Jonah Hill shoes, but I couldn't wear any of the stuff. I love the, ugh, I can't, the great Hambino. From fucking Sandlot has his own line oh, and it yeah, yeah. only goes up to two XL and it's so upsetting. The that... reason it goes up to two XL, I can tell you right now. Here's a little inside, yeah. a little inside yeah, yeah, baseball yeah. for you guys. The reason things only go up to two XL is because the vast majority of 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 lines you see are not being produced by the people using them. Yes. What they do, I my swimsuits was a, a weird long process to get swimsuits because I designed them. What most people do is called private labeling, which means mm. they buy a fuckload of a bulk blank, which is say say it's t-shirts yeah. and you're doing a collaboration. They buy a buttload of Gildan or Hanes, or yeah, yeah, usually yeah. it's like Gildan or something like that, or Jockey, and they have the labels removed. They put oh. their own label in. And, and, then they they put their, and then they put their um, logo on the front. That okay. is the vast majority of clothing that you buy. So because of that, most of these factories that are making blanks are only making the highest volume stuff possible because they're sure. making blanks. 
So they usually stop at 2XL. You have to find mm. totally different vendors to go higher. Uh, okay. Gildan does go up to 6XL, I believe. But yeah. still, it, it's a rarer thing. And these companies... They're really shitty, but these these manufacturers that are making the blanks, they do charge more for larger sizes. Absolutely. I've seen that. Fat tax, you'll, which is you'll shitty. Get, yep. Yeah. And, as much as I love them and as much as they're supportive, they yeah. might be giants. They'll have their shirts available in, I think, up to like 4XL. Yeah. But you, they do, you know, an extra two. And that's bucks, not on them because because most oh, yeah. of yeah. most of the time they're doing. I mean, they might be giants, they might be, but most of these bands, they're not storing giant things in their warehouse. They're drop no. shipping it from their website. So what happens yeah. is drop ship is that order doesn't go to they might be giants. They go to the fucking blank Gildan people and they yeah. print the shirt and send it off. So that's that's the frustration there. Actually, I know They Might Be Giants has had warehouse space. I'm sure they do. No, no, no. I'm sure yeah, they like do. He, Flansburg is but the I guy mean, who runs not... a lot of business. He's very upfront about it. So I get what yeah. you're saying, that if somebody orders a shirt, they don't send the guy into a warehouse yeah. and say, da 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 triple XL. And the thing is, companies get yeah. to decide. The, 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 the person manufacturing will charge the band more for higher, yes. for higher sizes. Yeah. It's not up yeah. to them. And it's always up to the person selling whether they just pass that along or not. Sure, and sure most sure, sure. pass along. I actually had to call out um, a brand that I work with because I did a thing mm. with them, and then I saw that the big and tall stuff was five dollars more, and I went, "What the fuck, guys?" And they actually, <laughs> yeah. in their defense, decided to fucking eat it. And that's they great. Eat the, and that's I. I'll, I mean, just because I'm a huge fan of fan of them. I, I, they're, they're, I'm not gonna just look look through my stuff and look who doesn't charge extra for big and tall. That's them, and they do. <laughs> they just decided they were gonna eat the cost because they're like, no fuck. Because I even brought up in a meeting with them, yeah, where I was like, why do you charge more? And they're like, well, we charge more because it's more materials. It's all this. I'm like, that's fine. Okay, if you want to use that logic, do you charge less for your extra small T-shirts that you sell? And they're yeah. like, well, no. And I went, then you're fucking, you're being you're greedy being shitty. and shitty. Because yeah. if you want to use that argument, then every single size should cost a slightly different amount for the yeah. amount of fabric used or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just, it, it's it's a little lame. Wow, that was a long answer. All right, I think we, we're only going to do a good one answer, more. though. It's a good answer. We're going to do one more question just because yeah. we really got into that one. Thank yeah. you. Um. All right. Uh, screen name thirteen. <laughs> Great name. Screen Great name, name thirteen. Screen name thirteen. Ask nice. us. And we we have to go. A little what bit, is it but... like to be a human? Which I am also, <laughs> but I want to know your opinion exactly. of being a human. Well, this uh, robot would like to know um, <laughs> if your life was a movie, what genre would it be, and who would play you in the film adaptation? So, um, let's have a quick little think. I'm going to keep my mouth moving while I think, and then we're going to try to do this as close to rapid fire as you and I are able to do, which isn't that close. Um, no, I think I got this. It would be a, uh, one of those. It, it, would be, it would be Jim Carrey. It would be Jim Carrey. Oh. <laughs> Jim Carrey I, is half your height. Yes. Well, they would have to do some tricks. Okay. But okay. Like, uh, they're, they're Apple certain, box Jim Carrey. Several. <laughs> ap Apple tree Jim Carrey. Um, but we, we, he and I actually have a lot in common. And mm -hmm. uh, I think he could capture both the, the comedic aspects and the uh, crushingly dramatic aspects 
of my life. I think he could do it. Because I remember everybody like was like, oh, Ace Ventura is a piece of shit. Uh, Jim Carrey is a piece of shit. And then there was that one, I don't know if it was not Man on the Moon, Truman Show. There was Truman something he Show did was one of the all big of a sudden, ones. And then later like, he oh, did Man on Lost, the Moon. Lost in Translation? No, not no, Lost Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Eternal Mind. Eternal Sunshine, the other If one. you look at that and look at pictures of me from college, it is fucking spooky how oh, much bet. he looks like me. We even had like the same sweatshirt at some point. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, that Man on the Moon. Um, uh, there's also a show on Showtime that only got like two seasons because between the second and third season, I think a lot of the people who worked on it died. Was it a the one where Kidding. he was a child? Yeah, I heard that was... I haven't yeah. seen that, but I heard it was very It's basically good. Mr. Rogers, but directed in part and conceived by uh, Michelle Gondry, the, mm-hmm. the man who directed Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It is heart-wrenching. Frank Langella, oh. amazing. Jim Carrey, incredible. Catherine Keener, incredible. It is one of the best shows people have never fucking heard of. I, I heard so. of it, but it was one of those like it came out at a time where a lot of premium TV happened. Yeah, and in it's a like huge I got to watch and it I just got buried. To watch that. Yeah, 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 I remember that. It's, For me, it yeah. would be um, the genre. Very easy. It would be like a Christopher Guest style mockumentary. That's nice. very straightforward. Um, or whoever made it's one of my favorite movies, so I should know the director, but I don't. Whoever made Drop Dead Gorgeous, like that kind of mockumentary. <laughs> oh, yeah, style. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and we'll talk about that movie later because I think it's the greatest piece <laughs> of cinema ever made. Um, so it would definitely be a like Christopher Guest style mockumentary. And as far as playing me goes, I am compared to to three actors in particular. Oh, nice. Um, and so the three actors I am constantly compared to, um, that that they'll have to duke it out for the role. Uh, ben Affleck for one, <laughs> but I don't think, I think Ben would pass. I think, I, I think, he, I love he Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck is funnier than you think he is. Yeah. So I think he'd actually do a really good job, and me and Ben, how, you can go to my TikTok right now, and there's a bunch of comments like, yo, is that Ben Affleck? And I'm like, it is. I get um, Marky Plyer and Metro Man oh, from Megamind. Okay. Oh, good yes. with both of those. Okay. Right. Um, number two would be uh, possibly Ryan Reynolds. Right. I've I've gotten that comparison. These guys all have to bulk up. Let me put that. Of course. <laughs> put that out right now. Yeah. Come on. Guys. Actually, uh, in oh, what was that? The one the I don't remember the name of the movie, but there was that movie where uh, Ben Affleck played the guy that played Superman, and he put on like fifty pounds. Fucking played perfect. the guy that played Superman. It was an old school Hollywood thing. It wasn't quite about the Black Dahlia murders, but I think it had something to do with that. I don't remember the movie, but he played the actor who played this. He played George the actor. Reeves? No. Yeah, George Reeves. Yeah, yeah. He played George yeah. Reeves, and I don't remember the name of the movie. I don't remember anything else about it other than wow. uh, Ben Affleck gained fifty pounds to be in it, and I'm like, there Damn. I am. Okay, I'm right cool. there. Where'd you go? Um, or Rob McElhaney from um it's always sunny in philadelphia <laughs> sunny yeah <laughs> i i used to act like i was rob like i was not rob but i was uh ronald mcdonald mac? i was mac i was ronald Ooh. mcdonald by far so that's just how gay, i acted a lot of catholic guilt oh yeah <laughs> fucking <laughs> tick 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 uh fucking <laughs> It was all there. Um, Rob is very short, though, so he'd have to. Be, he'd be an Apple Box one. Um, gotcha. But Apple yeah, I, th- I would love to do that. I think that would be awesome. I like those yeah. answers. I like those answers yeah. and all. 
who sent them. Have to thank you, human, yeah. who sent thank me you. that question. Thank you, definite human, who wrote that <laughs> question. Um, and thank you, listeners, for coming yes. back to another episode of Fee-Fi-Fo-Fums. Um, please send Chums. your questions Fee-Fi-Fo-Fums in. Fee-Fi-Fo-Fums is the giant porn site. You said Fee-Fi-Fo-Fums. Fee-Fi-Fo-Chums. Oh, Fee-Fi-Fo-Chums. My yeah. bad. Fee-Fi-Fo-Fums yeah. is the... Is, and you yeah, can actually, go to that sorry. one. Fee-Fi-Fo-Cums is the giant porn site. Yeah. Fee-Fi-Fo-Fums is just giants doing stuff. Fee-Fi-Fo-Chums is us. Is us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we did the research. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Answer. Follow us on all the social medias, at Fee-Fi-Fo-Chums. Look out for our Instagram stories to answer questions. We do have an email. Oh, Paul, I forgot to tell you right before we go. Uh, tell we got. Thing. We got an email in our Fee-Fi-Fo-Chums oh. thing. Nice. Uh, Which is uh, Fee-Fi-Fo-Chums at, at gmail.com. F-E-E-F-I-F-O-C-H-U-M-S at gmail.com. Well. Sorry again. He, he, he wrote us from a website called podstatus.com. And okay. he's one of the administrators on the podcast. On, Ooh, on so that an website. important person. This is an important, important person. person. His name is Carlos. About. And he just wanted oh. to, he, he literally, he's not trying to sell anything. He's not no, doing No, of course anything. not. Carlos isn't trying to sell us anything. Well, no, no, no. In this email, he's not. Maybe if I reply to it, he'll start to. But of in course. this email, he wanted us to know, he goes, hope all is well. I have some very cool information for you. Sure. Your Give pod- us the cool information. Your podcast, B5 Fo Chums, uh-huh. uh, is ranked. At position 246 in the category of comedy in South Africa. So thank you, South African listeners. For we're coming for you, Diantwert. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much. That's kind of cool. That's kind of like, cool. 246 in, in, in South Africa. That's South uh, Africa's. Yeah, man. Hey, yeah. Afrikaans is a beautiful, insane language. Yep. And South African is a is an accent I cannot do. No. But Andy Circus does a great job as in- uh, Ulysses Claw. Yeah. So there That's you go. South African. That's a little thing. Uh, yeah. So as we said, write to us at B5FOChums, and we look forward to seeing y'all yes. next week. Okay, let's do the theme song. Okay, okay, okay. Bum, 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 We promise not to eat you. We only want to meet you. We promise not to kill you. We only want to thrill you. This is Zach. This is Paul. This podcast has it all. We are the V5O-Chums. We should learn some Afrikaans.